What up, everyone? I'm Stevon Lamar, and this is my beautiful wife, Britt Touche. And we want to welcome you to the Stevon and Britt Unfiltered Podcast. And we want you to know we're not experts, but we share our unfiltered experiences in life, love, and everything in between. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any podcast platforms. So check out the show notes for everything you need for this episode of the podcast. All right. So let's get right into it. It it. is our very first podcast ever. Number one. Welcome, you guys, to our very first podcast, season one, episode one. Wow. Yes, yeah, so exciting. Just like when you start a new series, it's mm-hmm. like that excitement. Yeah, you don't know where it's going to go, but you know <laughs> it's going to go, right? It's going to go. <laughs> it's going to be good. And I just kind of wanted us to take a moment and just share our why behind mm-hmm. the podcast and why we wanted to do this. Yeah. Um, Like we said in our intro, we want to kind of share our life and our love and our experience yeah. in between all of that. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel where most of you guys probably are listening from and have been directed here from right. where we <laughs> share our journey to try to have a baby, yes, uh, try to TTC. get pregnant. Yes. Our TTC trying to conceive journey. journey yes. And um, we get to show a little bit of behind the scenes of our life for people who do not you know, know about our YouTube channel. Maybe you're just hearing our podcast. <laughs> Um, but we felt like we wanted to show another unfiltered side of us. These yes. are like conversations we have all the time about everything and anything <laughs> and anything. <laughs> and so we wanted to sit down and invite you guys into our, our, our space, right? Our space. Welcome you to the table. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So that's the heart behind it. Welcome you in. And we also want you to have a voice in our podcast as well. Um, so we will have spaces where you can leave us messages and voice notes and all of that. So we can hear your questions and what you want us to talk about. Um, so yeah, we're super excited about this new journey of podcasting. What do you think, babe? I'm like how we started on our, you know, YouTube channel. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just taking a journey with you. (laughs) Like when we talked about it five, six years ago, I was like, I guess so. But I'm more confident in this one. Uh, I definitely believe we have some conversations, some things we can bring to the table that uh, the good, bad, the ugly that can help others um, as it has helped us through Mm -hmm. our process and journey in life. And, you know, love and all of that yeah. in between, like you said. So. And that's why it's unfiltered, because it's going to be <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything. So with that being said, I kind of want to introduce everybody to how we will kind of run down our, our episodes. Yes. So we'll have several segments or a couple rather different <laughs> segments. Um, so we will have a segment. Our first segment will be called Sips Tea. I know y'all have heard yeah. of that saying, especially if you're a millennial like us. Tea time. <laughs> <laughs> tea time. So that's where we will sit down and spill tea on some important, mm-hmm. relevant, trendy, pop culture. pop culture. Yeah. Things that are going on in the world today. We'll kind of sit and talk about a dialogue yeah. from our perspective. Um, and then the last segment that we'll do is called Pillow Talk. Babe, Pillow why don't you talk, talk. about this? Yeah, because you kind of <laughs> came up with the name of this one. So why don't you share? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, you know, Pillow Talk is usually when you're more vulnerable, you're more intimate, you're more available. And I, I want to share a moment or a piece of our segment where we talk about something that may not be, you know, talked about from either a woman's side or a guy's side point of view or just in general uh, with mm-hmm. relationships. And so it's going to be, it's going to get real, really real from good. sip tea to pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> and the pillow talk is the meat and potatoes of our episode. It's yes. going to be where we dialogue about it all. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get right into it. I want to jump into our sips tea segment for today. Um, at the time of this recording of this podcast, today is actually two, 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 And it's Tuesday, so this is deemed Tuesday. Tuesday. It's literally Tuesday. Like the date on the calendar and twos have taken over the day. (laughs) So February 22nd. 
2022. And I heard that like legit, like this won't happen for another 400 years. So you yeah. won't see this again. Yeah. If you do, God bless you. Because <laughs> we won't plus be years. here. <laughs> no, but um, I wanted to share a little bit like fun facts. Mm-hmm. I think it was important for us to um, film this today and start our first podcast on a day like today because yeah. it's just so much special meaning with the number two and two becoming one yes. as you know we know in the Bible. Yes. Um, but having this day just felt so special to press mm-hmm. record and y'all we fought through it all to, I mean, to press everything. record. <laughs> I even asked God today, do you want me to? Do you want us to do this at this point? No, you for know? real, y'all. Y'all don't understand. Sometimes you just gotta ask God. And, like. and maybe we'll podcast about that. Is too like because we were. I was telling Stevan right before we press record, like. A lot of times when we face like opposition, we're like, is it God telling me, no, I shouldn't do this? Or is it the enemy trying to block me from doing it? And we literally usually land on, I feel like God is, it means that God is telling us to do it (laughs) just because we're getting blocked a little bit. So we don't know what it is, but either way, today is a special day. So it's Tuesday and I want to share a couple of fun facts about it. So um, as you said, it won't happen for another 400 years, but in numerology, the sequence of twos is often referred to as an angel number. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the number two is in reference to duality, yeah. partnership, relationship, and balance. Yeah, we I need thought the that balance. was <laughs> I thought that was so perfect <laughs> yes. for us launching a podcast about relationships in yeah. life, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, that was the sign. I guess we needed <laughs> right. from God. Yeah, exactly. It is the time to do it now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was pretty fun. Another thing is when two is in a sequence like this, where mm-hmm. it's double, tripled, whatever, um, the energy is supercharged. Mm. I don't know. I'm like, we both are like Big Sean. Yeah. Energy is the first language that that we we speak. speak. (laughs) And if you don't believe it, just walk into a room with some terrible energy. Yeah, you can feel it. it. So Walk into a room with good energy and you feel it. Hopefully you're feeling it it right now while you're watching and also listening on this podcast. Yes, for sure. So, you know, I thought that was all just so amazing for what today is and what it represents for us today. Starting out, um, this podcast and I hope today you're when you went through this 222 <laughs> but now as you're listening we're just gonna press reset on the 222 energy yeah as you listen and just kind of put that out there that it's a day of balance yeah. it's a day of compassion acceptance cooperation harmony all those things are coming to you so yeah. with that being said let's go into our next segment <laughs> <laughs> pillow talk pillow talk so <laughs> We, we, should, you, we should whisper the whole time for the pillow, pillow talk. talk. Pillow talk. That's, that's like ASMR, <laughs> right. you know. But um, so with pillow talk, the meat and potatoes, if you looked at the podcast title for today, it actually is if we knew then what, what we, we know, know now. now. And we're talking all about lessons in getting married young. Yes. So we want to share our story with y'all because you're probably like, who are you guys? <laughs> Even on our YouTube channel, they don't really know our yeah. backstory to how we got together and how this whole, our origin story, I like to say, yeah. if we look at like, we love core, Marvel. St- core story. <laughs> <laughs> so like your origin story of how we began. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we started young in this. And babies. Babies. <laughs> so we, we, we don't have a picture behind us, but there's one right to right beside to the... me that says engage and underage. We met each other at super young age yes. in Bible college in mm-hmm. a Christian college in Ohio. And uh, shout out to all my Valor Christian College students. But we, we met there. Like how long ago? I mean, it was, it was we've been together for like 17 yeah. years. Yep. I know we still look like babies. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we were young. I was 17 when I went there, met Brittany when I was 18. She came the following year. Mm-hmm. And um, you was young. And I knew, yeah. the, I knew, you know, knew the school a little bit. And so I was like, hey, you know, try to connect with you. And I met her at a concession stands. Mm-hmm. stand. Concession right. stand. Let's tell the story. Let's go ahead it? and tell the story. This, These we are love, my concessions. We, <laughs> we are storytellers. We love telling stories. We're both creative. And so let's go ahead and just share the story from our perspectives of like how we met. Um, we were in, as he said, in Bible college. Um, I was coming in off of, I was 16, no, 17, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was 17 years old, obviously off my senior year, straight into college. Um, at the time I had a boyfriend, let's go ahead and okay, keep it, let's just, let's just let's keep it all the way. It. It's unfiltered, right? It's unfiltered. Let's just keep 
it a buck. <laughs> and so I had a boyfriend at the time and I don't know, like I knew when I when I left for school that it wasn't yeah. gonna it wasn't gonna be good. Like for our relationship. Right. I knew we would break up. Like I knew he was gonna cheat. I knew it wouldn't last mm. because the foundation of the relationship just wasn't built right. on the right things. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll do a podcast about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I knew like, okay, this is not most likely going to work, but we'll just, we'll see. Cause yeah. I, I didn't feel like I needed to break up, even yeah. though, you know how you have that feeling, like the energy or the feeling inside of you is just off. Yeah. And I felt that, but I was like, whatever, you know, we're in this relationship and dating a little bit of time at at that point so let's just go ahead and keep it going so i came to bible college my first year there i didn't know a soul (laughs) (laughs) that was there i had only visited one time um for an event they called college days and it was a preview of the school College yeah. days was lit. I ain't gonna lie. Yep. So um, I got a little preview, and my very first college days was your first year. Yep. And I didn't know, of course. I had no <laughs> idea. But I just felt like, okay, I was supposed to be at the school. My dad showed me um, something on TBN or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I had no, literally, y'all, I wasn't checking for Bible college at all. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm from Detroit. If you see our maps in the back of us, I'm <laughs> from Detroit, Michigan. I thought I would go to U of M or yeah. Eastern where my mom went. And I was like, I'm going to regular school, going to get a good job and be good, you know. And right. my dad said, no, I want you to go to this, you know, Christian school or whatever. And so I'm like, OK, I guess I'll check it out. He, right. Matter of fact, I said no. And he was like, I want you to go check it out. You, didn't Just tell go. Me. you said no. I said no. I was like, I don't, uh-uh. I don't think I re- remember that. It's unfiltered Is this for me. Is this new news to it's you? new news new to news. me. <laughs> Yes, it's pillow talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what happened was he told me to go and check out preview. They call it preview weekend now, but college days to get a view of what it would be like yeah. to be a student there. And so I said, okay, I agree to check it out, but I'm not <laughs> making any promises that I'm making this my school. Right. And so I went to college days and it was amazing just seeing other young people around my age a little older that were like on fire for god and just like on the same type of vibe i was on at the time um it was encouraging and i was like okay i think i could do this and i i felt like i literally signed the application (laughs) at the you know how they do at the end of the service they pass out those applications (laughs) god is calling you here like so (laughs) i filled out my application on the dotted and yeah, did you have tears in your eyes? I like had I tears did. in my Jesus, eyes. Jesus, I know this is a place. Yep, I had all that, all the feels. It worked. Their their schemes worked on me. Good job. <laughs> but it was all worth it because here yeah, we are. Exactly. So um, I showed up uh, my first year. I was in a relationship. Shortly after, um, I don't know, maybe a few weeks after, I end up finding out through someone that my boyfriend did cheat on me while I was gone literally just a couple weeks. And so I immediately ended it because I have like a no tolerance policy for cheating, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. I, I, we'll get into that later. But anyways, <laughs> um, I had that and I was like, I'm done because if I can't trust you in two weeks, like right. we're done. So I ended that and I was like, OK, I'm not. I'm just going to focus on school and, you know, the music program. I'm a worship leader, so I'm like the music program and all of that. And I wasn't thinking about finding anyone, meeting anyone. You know, we hear a man that finds a wife, so you women shouldn't be finding (laughs) all that. So I was definitely not trying to look. That's definitely going to be a podcast. That's definitely going to be a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I wasn't looking. I was like, okay, let me just focus. Yeah. And I'm met this guy (laughs) so you tell me because he has a story of how (laughs) i think it's a little bit more intentional and how you met me yeah so um for me i had already been there for a year and um before i got there like brit i was like man i had already i had came to like at least two maybe three college days my parents (laughs) loved to go to ohio so we we went you know um and at the end of the day uh we were very very impacted by that ministry at the time. And so I went and I was like, I know God's calling me here. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted my other friends to at least experience. Now I knew my friends wasn't called because they weren't the ones that was going to go to Bible college, but they did get a chance to come and hang out. 
And I remember, like you said, that day, college days, you know, writing my name on that, that waiver. <laughs> they got you. They got me. I was teary-eyed and everything. And, oh, he's calling me here, you know. And so um, God got me there. And the next, that, that first year, I remember being in a relationship just like you mm-hmm. and um, a childhood friend. And we grew up together. But I knew uh, as much as I would fight with my mom, you know, like, you know, she, she would always say, God has someone for you. I'm like, how, you know, you know, and, <laughs> you know, little did I know the plan that God really had for me. And so that first year, I was just like, man, I just need to take a break from dating. I was just, you know, always wanted to date people, always mm-hmm. wanted to do for people. And sometimes that's what happens. That may be you. Maybe that's another podcast. That's about four drops of podcast. I know, right? You know what I'm saying? New subjects, right? <laughs> but sometimes you want to be like just loving on people because you have so much to give. And yeah. But at the same time, I was like, what have I given to myself? Mm. So I pulled back and was like, this year, I'm going to dedicate my life totally to you, God. No distractions. And it was so crazy because we just had a conversation yeah. with our youth about this. We had a, a youth panel, you know, Valentine's Day has just came and passed. And so we had a conversation literally two days ago with our yeah. youth. And I was saying, like, now that I'm free, you know, my mom <laughs> and dad were like, can't date to you this age. And now I'm free and I don't want to date. <laughs> yeah. Super funny. So I set aside a year of myself to God, you know, didn't date anyone, focused on myself, got better, gave my life to God fully. Um, because you know, you know, a lot of times when you're a kid, you kind of do stuff based on what your parents help, you know, lead you into your yeah. Christian faith or extra extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not always what you want to do. And I knew uh, after that year that I was for sure called by God. I knew I had a time to just, just spend with myself. But what He was doing was preparing me for this little young lady over here, because <laughs> my first uh, couple weeks at school, I had never seen her. I mean, most people came back, but it was like a few new people. And I seen her because we were playing football. This is what happened. Okay. Me and my guys, we were playing football <laughs> uh, on the field that was not fully developed at the time. They had, like, put the goalpost up or whatever. And I don't know. We were <laughs> crazy. We were supposed to be at, like, a picnic with Pastor. Oh, yeah. And it was just getting started. But we like, we're going to mm-hmm. play before we go. And one of my friends caught a touchdown, and then he jumped and dunked on a goalpost, and it fell over. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you this? Yeah, It literally fell that, over. Yeah. And so the security guard said, he's like, hey, get off that field. We ran into the dorms just being funny, young young guys, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was like, let's get dressed. We're going to go to this picnic uh, with Pastor. And, you know, it was like it was like how many? It was like so five, many, 600, yes. 700. It probably was thousands of people, to be honest. And so out of all those people, I remember – Going up to the concession stand, I thought you could. I was thirsty, not mm-hmm. not literally, but I was thirsty. Well, literally, <laughs> I guess both ways you could say. And I went up to the concession stand, but you couldn't pay with just money. You had to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Well, guess who was the ticket lady? Hey, this is pillow talk. It was Miss <laughs> Miss Brittany, my the wife, Britt. And uh, yes. she was right there. And I was like, "Can I get a drink?" She's like, "Well, you gotta get a ticket." So I got a ticket from her, mm-hmm. and I've been getting ticket from her ever since then. You okay, know, keep on ticking. <laughs> But um, that was at a concession stand, and uh, honestly, I'm so grateful for that day that yeah. I actually met my bae. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. So, yeah, at that time, um, this was, I was 17, he was 18, um, and I was about to turn 18 into Right, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't remember the timeline, y'all. We getting older. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, we were some young tenderonies. That's yeah, how we, say. we were so young. <laughs> and so from there, after uh, one year of Bible college, first off, let me let me go back. Let me rewind because I'm going to brag on this one over here. On me? Uh, yeah, I'm going to brag what? on you a little bit. So I, when he approached me, we talk about this all the time when we first started dating. I didn't know him at all, so I didn't. When I see people, like when I meet people for the first time, sure. <laughs> see, he already knows what I'm going to say. When I meet people, for, <laughs> when I meet people for the first time, I don't really notice like certain like physical attributes or what they look like. I, it's like a first time meeting a stranger. You're yeah. like, you know, you're in passing yeah. pretty much. So I didn't think I would ever really talk to him again. So he asked me for a ticket. He kind of tried to have a little small talk, but I didn't really pay attention. It was more big like, talk. big talk. Yeah, <laughs> it was more like, hey, so are you new here? Like, you know, kind of trying to figure out like, OK, you go to the school, like whatever, little small talk like that. And so I just took it as him just being a nice person. I'm a new student. You know, most yeah. people are doing that. So I didn't think of it. But then as 
I like played it back after we started talking. I don't know. My subconscious <laughs> picked up like because I just remembered like, oh, my God, he looks so dope. He had on like an army fatigue jacket right, and had right. some Tim's like I could remember all of that. I was pretty crispy. Yeah, you were. That. You looked you looked good. Okay. I, and I'm going to tell you, you looked good. Okay. brother. <laughs> what you tell the truth, baby? So I didn't notice it literally in that moment. I, I didn't. I noticed. That. But, I said, yeah, I'm about to holler at Shorty a little later. That was just the start. <laughs> little tip of the iceberg, you know. So <laughs> it's so funny. So yeah, so I I noticed after we started to talk and we've developed like a friendship foundation. Yeah. And I think that came out of number one, the situation that I came out of and also yeah. the situation that you came out of as well yeah. with that yeah. year off of dating yeah. and me, you know, I wasn't trying to jump into anything just coming out of a situation. Yeah. And so, you know, both of us didn't feel the pressure to rush one another into anything. Yeah. Um, but we liked each other, but we were also just like friends. Yeah. And establish yeah. a foundation yeah. of friendship, really. Yeah. And it was so important to us. Like we would stay up and talk about everything and <laughs> anything. And if we went through a little tug of war, we want to keep it real with yeah, the with did. the unfiltered conversation. Yeah, we did. You know, I, we actually just had like an epiphany the <laughs> other day. We were talking about our origin story. And I didn't even know at the time. See, from my perspective, I'm new, so I don't yeah. know anyone. And so I just see him talking to these two girls <laughs> that were light skinned. And I am of mm -hmm. lighter complexion. <laughs> For those of you watching, you see. And um, they were beautiful girls. And they were there. Well, one girl came in when I came in. And the other girl was there before me. Mm -hmm. And so he was, if you want to tell your side of it, you yeah. were friends with her. Yeah, I mean, I, I was... I was friends with one a semester before you and another girl. Mm -hmm. And so we had a little history. There wasn't like a lot of history. Yeah. It was just very, very platonic. Like, And that's probably why friendship. friendship, but it felt like I knew her way more from, from your perspective. Right. But it really was just like getting to know her as well that year. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think the year that we took off, that I took off initially, gave me a different perspective of how to date. Like, yeah. Not have a girlfriend like you know so that's two different things and some yeah. people you have never been outside of a relationship and that's why a lot of people struggle because they don't just have just friends and hang out in different group settings and you know like i never even did anything with them you know? yeah <laughs> like, right right i never kissed them or did anything it was just right. really platonic early on and I, i'm so grateful that i did that initially um, and I mean, I, you know, if you kissing somebody out there, that's cool. You know, no judgment. But <laughs> right, I'm just saying no for judgment. me, it just didn't get to that place. We yeah. were just super cool. Um, the other two girls. But Britt was like, we were developing a crazy friendship initially. Yeah, like all bond. day. But we both, you could feel the attraction. You could feel, yeah. you could feel the love. Yeah. And um, I'm so grateful that I pursued it. You know? Yeah. But the thing that made it like kind of, it almost stopped us from yeah. being what we are today because I didn't have that context mm -hmm. and coming from the situation that I'm coming from, I'm seeing you talk to, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. seeing you're talking <laughs> to two different girls then you're talking to me yeah. and it's like, mm, I'm not trying to repeat history. You know what right, I'm saying? Exactly. And so I literally want, <laughs> it's funny, a story. <laughs> um, one weekend, it actually happened to be the weekend that his mom came up. I had no idea. I don't, I've <laughs> never met his mom at this point. Yo. And and we were just friends, but he was, we were feeling each other like hard body yeah. for real. And um, so we would, he would come with me sometimes to my hometown, to mm -hmm. Detroit. And my dad um, was a pastor at the time. And so um, I would come up there every once in a while whenever they needed help leading worship mm -hmm. and all of that. And then Steve, would come with me as a friend and my dad would always joke and call him the black angel mm -hmm. um, because he would always make sure that I was safe on the road and just kind of be with me. And so um, we were like, really, he met my family at this point. We were still friends. We were not dating though. Other people thought we were the whole school thought right. we were, but we weren't, yeah, we, weren't. Um, we were just friends. And so it would be when we come back or like I would, I remember one specific story. I'll tell you, um, I'll tell y'all cause we just talked about it. Um, I was walking home from choir rehearsal, <laughs> walking back to the dorms. <laughs> yeah. Walking back to the dorms and our dorms are side by side girls and guys. There was no co-ed situation here. Um, but 
I was walking home with my friend to the dorms and I turned the corner and around the corner is Stevan talking to one of the young ladies. And that was like, okay, you know, that was like one of my moments where I'm like, what's going on here, you know? And so I think it was that weekend that your mom came and there was yeah. like a big event at the church. <laughs> That's where that statement came Yeah, from. it was a big event at the church that and his mom now. came. Yeah. I, I think it was like, I don't know some type of my leadership parents, conference. My mom would or come something. to any anything they had. Available. Yeah, any and to see her son as well. Yeah, and so she came up uh, from Rochester, New York. That's where Stevan is from. Shout out to my mommy. Love you. <laughs> and so um, his mom came up, and a, another friend from the youth group. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so funny because I once again I was at Inquire yeah. right. So after the service was over. I literally, Stevan calls me over and I hadn't talked to him all day because I was upset. And I that's why you called me over yeah. because you hadn't heard from me. I was just checking in. And so I was like so <laughs> upset. Like he was talking to this other girl. I'm not trying to repeat this pattern, whatever. So he calls me over to the car. I don't know that his mom is in literally in the driver's seat <laughs> of the truck. And our other friend, uh, Nico, was in the back seat with you. Right. <laughs> And so he calls me over and he's like, Brad, come on. So I walk over to the car and I'm like, what's up? Like cold shoulder kind of vibe. And then you, do you remember what you said? Yeah, I don't remember what I said, but I remember what you said. Yeah, I said I'm going to say what I said. What did I say? I think you was just like, what's up? Like, good, you know, right? I, yeah, like I haven't heard from you. What you got I think going you, on? I remember you talking to one of my friends from Rochester. He was he sung in the choir with you, right? Oh yes, yeah. that's what it is too. Yeah. yeah, he came up. He was he asked me to come over too. So I was like, hey, you know, hey, what's up? How you doing? And I know Steve Ron, I'm still ignoring him. Like, mm-mm. And so Steve Ron was like, coach Hey Britt, what's up? Like, I haven't heard from you today. And I was like, uh, yeah, you're on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> I still get weak every time I think about it. I can see it right now, the picture. Like, I'm in the car in the back seat. My mom pulls up. My window's halfway down. You can see, like, my nose and up and my eyes. And she's sitting right there. I'm thinking, we good. Like, I don't even know what she's talking mm-hmm. about. And then she says, you're on thin ice. Yep. I remember saying, like, what? Later on, when like, we start talking, about, like, thin ice? What did I do? And I literally just, like, drops mic, walked away. No explanation. <laughs> just walked away. And then I think, like, when I said it, I remember you and Nico's looking at each other like, "Then I what?" <laughs> like what like I shocked, and I, I just I'm not a skater. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I literally just walked away, and then from there we had the honest, unfiltered conversation where yeah. I told you where I was. Like, yeah. this is where I'm at. I don't know what we're doing here. I feel like we like each other, but I can't do the whole. You know, back and forth thing. And I told him, like, you know, if you want to have fun, I understand you took a year off of dating. If you want to <laughs> have fun have and fun. talk to other girls and get to know them, go ahead. But I'm not in that space right. and that's not what I want. So yeah. go ahead. And I gave him freedom for a little bit to go ahead and do that. And that's good. Hopefully you young ladies are listening. Give a brother brother freedom. Because <laughs> you'll find out if he really like you anyways. Yeah. You Like, yeah. like I, I've heard the statement, you know. You know, pursuit is in desire. Mm. Desire is in pursuit. And so, like, at the end of the day, man, I pursued Brittany after that. And yeah. we've been rocking ever since. Yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't like a forced thing. It was literally like mm-hmm. we were friends. So she was, like, good. Yep. And honestly, the thin ice came from the whole conversation of me walking around talking to someone else that she didn't really have context yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, we just literally talked about it this week. The, like, yeah, it's just yo, so crazy. It was crazy. Like, dang, that's what you was really thinking yep. about. Yeah, it's so crazy. So from there... um, after I let him kind of just figure out what did you want to do? Um, he was like, he talked to, you know, he did whatever. I don't know if you want to get into that just yet. Maybe that'll be another podcast or something. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. That's when everything changed. Yeah. So he, he went on another little trip with another little. (laughs) Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did. You know, you go on trips, you hang out with people, Honestly, to be a, a young minister or like you know be a Christian, mm-hmm. um, the way they set it up at our at our school was pretty cool to keep us safe, you know, being non coed. Um, but at the end of the day, when I went to go <laughs> hang out with my friend, you know, this young lady, I got to meet her family, mm-hmm. got to meet her pastors, and it just you know we realized honestly, I definitely realized that like I'm not really ready for a relationship at this time with this person, mm-hmm. and all I could do is. And try to talk to Brit. I was like, you know, I was there for the weekend. I was just like, hey, I want to talk to my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, Brittany became my best friend very quickly. Like, yeah. over that time. And it was like, you know, two, three months. Yeah. When I came back, 
Yeah. Then yeah. after that, it was all about me. Yeah. But I, you know, I let I gave him the freedom to do that. But it, I didn't want to have that attachment of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so serious about you, but you're not about me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And not mm-hmm. that that was your heart. I don't yeah, think, you know, we talked about it, but I just wanted you to be able to have that freedom to figure that out and yeah. not have me like putting any pressure on you mm-hmm. about it. And I think it it was it's worked out anyway yeah, in the way sure. God wanted it to. So and so here we are um, from there. We did, I did a year of Bible college and that was your second year. We, we finished up there and, uh, we moved to Detroit to youth pastor together. And at the time we were still dating. Um, when Stevan came along with me, God called you, right? I didn't make him go to Detroit with me. I mean, you, you, you didn't tell the very important piece Uh of the story. Oh, what did I miss? Because it was like one day we were talking in the car and we had, remember we had the curfew thing. Mm -hmm. So we like. I forgot if it was like Halloween that night. Oh. Because I always think it's the 31st of October or the 1st of November. But all I know is it was between right. those two days. Yeah. And you asked me the same thing. You had the spirit of Andy Minio over you. You said, what are we doing? <laughs> we and ain't I was moving. Like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, what are we doing? I was like. Because at that point, this was after that whole situation. So there were no, he wasn't talking to any other nobody. girls. It was just me. Yeah. And it felt like a relationship, but it wasn't. And I was like, okay, so what's up? You know? <laughs> and I was like, what, what, what are you trying to say? You want to be my girl? And then yeah. she started smiling, all the dimples. <laughs> like she right got now. some beautiful dimples if you can't see. But and I, honestly, she just started smiling from ear to ear. And I was like, well, you my girl then. And it was just ever since that day, she's been my girl. And Ever I've been since. rocking with her. That was that back in 2005. Time. Yeah. Back in 2005. Like, oh, I was. 18? I had just turned 18 or was turning 18 at the That's time. Wild. Yep. That's wild. So from that <laughs> moment, we've been together, all the ups and downs. We've, we've had ups and downs, yeah. and but we've determined to fight yes. uh, together, fight for our love, fight for our relationship. Um, and I'm just happy that we did. Yeah. <laughs> so our, our marriage, we got married that perfectly segues into why we're talking about being young and married because we moved to Michigan and um, we got engaged a little bit after um, and we got married at the ages of 19. Yeah, I was 20. 19 and Steven was 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't was even 20. drink champagne at our own wedding. Exactly. Was 21 years old. <laughs> but Kobe's my favorite player. So he said, I do everything young and that's what I did. And yeah. I think we even had non-alcoholic champagne. I know. We thought our... it was so cool. <laughs> so and we probably were a little churchy too. Right. Yeah. So that's probably part of it <laughs> as well as underage. Hence the theme of our wedding was engaged in underage, yeah. which was a popular show on MTV at the time for like a little bit yeah so (laughs) so we we got engaged I remember the proposal because what happened was he actually asked me to marry him in college while we were in bible college and we were broke as a joke college students but we didn't have a ring or anything Mm -mm. and so when we moved to Michigan Stevan obviously we had got jobs and he got better income yeah and we were actually planning the wedding at this time. And Stevan actually asked my dad for his approval and everything yeah. from for me. When to, I was in college, yeah. in college for us to get married. Why don't you tell him about that a little bit? Yeah, I was just like, I was, I, I didn't let him talk. And my, my father-in-law, he gonna talk. But it was <laughs> funny. I was just like, hey, I just, I, I love your daughter, and I'm just so grateful for her being in my life. And I'm just ready, you know, you know, I, I'm not ready right now. I have everything, but I want to let you know. You know, I just wanted you to know that I want her to be my wife and I just want to get your approval. And he's like, okay, son. He's like, <laughs> you know, he he, just said, he said yes. And he was just like, I would ask you to do this, read a couple things and prepare me as a as a potential husband. And mm-hmm. uh, from there, like, honestly, I mean, I've been happy ever since. Like, and my mom and dad and my family loved you yeah. from like the beginning of meeting Those you. Those my people right there. Yeah. And so... um yeah, so I think it was just because you were different because every yeah. guy I had dated up until that point were not like in church into God yeah. or anything like that. And so to see you being into God and caring about that, it gave them like this perspective that you could care for me, of course. Like every parent has something mm-hmm. that they want their children's spouse to be, you know, a mm-hmm. base of what they expect, right? And um, I think that was very reassuring for them yeah. to know that you cared about 
God, you were into ministry, you know, all of those things. You were mature. Um, you had a solid family unit. Yes. So you knew what a marriage looked got, like. Our families got connected um, right yeah, away. Yeah, our families were like, like family, seriously. They would drive up and from they New still York are. to Detroit and just yeah. come to any ministry thing yep. that we had or hang out if they could. It's like, like one big, literally yeah. one big happy family. And, and not saying we're perfect or anything because we yeah. are not, yeah. but we, our families just gelled yeah. like that. That's a so um, we end up getting married at 19 and 20. So obviously, y'all know at 19 and 20, they say, we talk about this all the time. They say your no. frontal lobe frontal is not lobe. even fully developed, fully developed until you turn 25. And <laughs> the frontal lobe is your decision making, making mechanism. It's the decision making part of your brain. <laughs> so we had no clue, y'all, what we were getting into. We just knew we were in love. Mm-hmm. We knew we had a solid foundation of God and just care for one another yeah. and love for one another. But. I believe the statement is true. Love is not an. It's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> and um, we learned that, right? Potential That's, podcast number five. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say if we're going to break down some takeaways and some lessons, let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Uh, the lessons of getting married young is number one for me. And I, you can go after mm-hmm. um, the first thing I would say, like I said, love is not enough. You need to have more than love to build Mm-hmm. A, a strong marriage you can have a strong relationship a strong foundation yeah. but to have this marriage foundation you're going to need more than just love because you're going to have dates or you're going to need you know <laughs> your finances to be right. right your communication to be right you know sex life to be right like yeah. let's get into That's it facts. it's unfiltered you know and so you know there were certain things that you know, we were clicking on, but we did not know just how to maturity, you know, um, certain financial things that weren't in place, you know, communication that we could have been talking through. We did premarital counseling, but it's literally like a few weeks before or whatever. Like it's only like four weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's not enough. And I truly believe, um, (laughs) another takeaway, I guess it could be that you should do counseling all the time, even after marriage. It's not, it Personal, shouldn't just, yes. As well as relational yes. together. You know? It shouldn't just be premarital. It needs to be just marital <laughs> counseling. Right. Like in your marriage, you need that because you're constantly changing. Yeah. You know, I'm not the same person I was when I was that 17 year old girl you met yeah. in Bible college. Um, so I think, and you're not the same guy that right. you were, the same man that you were when I met you yeah. at, 18. And so, you know, I feel like you do need someone to help mediate and, you know, help you walk through these Mm -hmm. things in life and just be in the middle and keep everything at a fair ground. So, yeah, those are the first two takeaways I guess I could start with is love isn't enough. (laughs) <laughs> and to make sure that you always have that that counseling piece, even after pre-marriage counseling. What about you, babe? I mean, I definitely agree with you. Love isn't enough, but I think love is what you need. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and I would say it's not enough in the beginning to keep you. Yeah. But I believe even now, looking back, we you know, over a decade, we 15 years married, young. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely love that's kept it together. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Um, and so, you know, a little money, a little communication, a little sex could definitely <laughs> help that thing be even better. And right. So if you invest into that, uh, I really believe you'll be successful. And there's some couple yeah. other things, too. There's some trauma. There's some hurt that you need mm, to walk through. Talk about uh, it. And you need to talk about those personal things sometimes mm. with a counselor so you can find words and, and more so wrap your mind around it for yeah. yourself. Because, like, something as simple as you saying, you see me walking around, you didn't even know context to that. Mm-hmm. So that can make some trauma or it can cause some resentment from yeah. that. Like, you're like, we're married, but that could have been something. You weren't, you're you not, but I'm just saying it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens to you when you're younger or, you know, a broken relationship, like yeah. you said, a lack of trust because you got cheated on, like, that can make your relationship mm. very, very stagnant. And we're going to get into some other stuff, but, like, even, yeah. even down to how I was befriending people because of a past hurt of me being broken hearted in a a bad relationship at a young age in like seventh or eighth grade, Mm -hmm. Brittany noticed it. Then she's like, babe, you need to deal with that. I was like, I wasn't even mad at it. I was like, you know what I do? (laughs) Like, you know? And so at the end of the day, that's what counseling will do. It'll help you to pinpoint 
where those things are coming from so then you can have language around it yes so you can be better communicating because those it pains. bleeds like exactly it, it it causes different pain points and different relationships you know like uh, that's why that that specific incident i was trying to communicate to you to deal with it because it was starting to affect other friendships other right. relationships that yeah. you were trying to establish and build and it's all because of like our patterns of our past mm -hmm. they can creep into the present yeah past pain yeah so yep. we have to deal with those things and i would say then you hitting on that that's a perfect takeaway yeah that you have to deal with your past pain and and one thing that i can say about us um when we first started talking dating when we first made our relationship official no, actually, no, it wasn't when we first, it was after a while of us being in a relationship and dating. Um, we started to be able to like tell if there was going to be longevity in our relationship and if we were going to be more than just boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. And it was at the point where we were able to be very vulnerable Early, and share right. our true testimony. And I know some of y'all don't know what that is, but a lot of people who come from church know what that is. <laughs> right, like right. you have your cute testimony, <laughs> like, Oh God got me this uh, new job and you know, your new car or whatever. Right. But then you have your real testimony. And you know what that real testimony is? It's, it's, it's like this podcast. It's the unfiltered, unfiltered story. Yes. It's the broken parts of you, yes. the parts that are dark, the parts that you don't want anyone to know about that mm -hmm. you tuck away and you hide yeah. you know and at a space in our relationship we had that foundation of friendship and we were like best friends and we were able to come to each other yeah. and tell each other stuff that no one had knew like no i told you something right. that nobody i don't even think my parents nobody yeah. i know no yeah. one knows this yeah. and you know even to this day yep and i <laughs> and, mean for me it led it led me to a place of at least a start of healing yeah to share with other people like yes. my parents and mm -hmm. you know sometimes that's what you need and that's what a counselor would do um, we're helping you with that process because yeah. honestly, you don't want to be walking around with your wounds. Yeah. Like not only do wounds bleed, but they blend. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they don't just get on others that they blend into your relationships and to your work relationships, your friendships, your romantic yep. relationships. And yep. you wonder like why you're so like mad that your friend didn't call you back, but it's because the old dude didn't call you back and he did you dirty or maybe dad left you hanging. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I ain't trying to get that deep into it, but real talk, that's what usually yeah. happens. And if we don't identify it, we yes. will continue to bleed and blend our wounds all over people. Mm -hmm. But what so happens good. if we get healed and now it's a scar that we can share as a story to help others? Yeah. That's what this podcast is about. It's not just us being unfiltered and being um, foolish and just loose with our filtration, really, right? <laughs> but it's actually using it to help people because of our experiences. Yes. That's why we said it's about our experiences and not that we're experts. We want to yes. share that with you here on Steve and Britt. Yes, I love that. So just dealing with your scars or dealing with your wounds yeah. to heal and become scars. Um, you want to try to deal with those things. We actually on our panel that we talked about with the youth, we talked about instead of looking for the one, become the one. Yes. Right. And it's that same kind of concept. And we, we can do a podcast about that if you guys want. But for now, that's a takeaway that I would say yeah. getting married early. Um, we probably didn't take care of certain areas where we could have become the one yes. we were just young and in love right. and you know just full of life and wanting <laughs> right. to do things and we saw purpose together as well right. that is another good takeaway to find you someone who has purpose that can line up with yours compatibility yes yeah. purpose compatibility all of those things so we saw that we both wanted to do ministry we love youth mm -hmm. um and so we wanted to do youth ministry together and all of these things but we didn't get to certain foundational things mm -hmm. or not foundational i will say but principles, just I would principles say. and those scars weren't completely healed they were just being exposed right exactly you know we just had exposed them to one another so to yeah. actually walk through the healing process together could have probably saved us a couple steps of um mishaps you know we we've had certain things that have happened mm -hmm. in our marriage that we've bounced back from. And right. those things maybe would have been prevented had we, you know, dealt with certain things before. Right. And it's just like, you know, we just come out of COVID. It still feels like it's still hanging around here. 
in a pandemic. But it's like if you do the preventative care prior to, mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about the effects of it. And I think yeah. like with COVID, like it's like it attacks where there is pain, where there's weakness, where there's uh, pre-existing yeah. issues. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with your relationships. Mm-hmm. If you have pre-existing issues that you never dealt with, when a storm comes, when a real challenge comes, it will attack that space it's and good. that place. And so you have to be you may be doing good right now. Maybe yeah. doing good in your marriage, maybe doing good in your friendship, maybe doing good dating or whatever. But if you do not put yourself in a position to be preventative in your approach and be yes. proactive, it will come to haunt you when something big comes. Yes. And so, so me and Brittany, uh, through the years and the pain and the struggle and the shame of many different things we face, whether, yeah. you know, it was on her part or my part or somebody else's part. At the end of the day, we got to a place where we're like, baby. We love each other. If yeah. you need to talk, if you need to share, like, let's do it. If you need some space, mm-hmm. let's do it. Like, we don't talk about that, too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, figuring out. That took me some time. Yeah. Because like, I just want to be a fixture. I love my wife. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she just need a little space. Yes. You know? Now I should play my Xbox now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know? And it's all about maturity. And yeah. honestly, I say this all the time, and I guess we could say it for the first podcast, that you're not ready to love until you're mm. ready to learn. And I think that's so, so key good. through the years. Like our wedding song was Teach Me How to Love. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to be learning like this. Yes. But I'm so grateful that I get to study you every day, baby. Oh. You know, and it's even the <laughs> tough times, you know, it's like, how can I crack the code? How can I be better? How can I be better? What am I missing that she's sharing with me that I think I know? Yeah. Sometimes, like you just said, we change. Yeah. So like, that's what another, that's another situation. People are like, you change, you ain't the same. Okay. But do you love them that much to learn them? Yeah. And do you want me to stay the same? I should be Come on. changing, right? Come on, man. <laughs> gotcha pants were in when you were in Bible college. Like, I would hope you're not wearing gotcha right. pants anymore. Exactly. I had a long white tee in my white tee. <laughs> he did. I, we're going to put a picture up so oh, they can see man. Oh my God. Like, them tees are so long. Yeah. dresses. But if we were still still dressing like that that would mm-hmm. be foolish you yes. know you got you have to evolve i think that's a good takeaway too is if of course we love this quote Stephen. god gave him this if you're not ready to love or if you're not ready to learn you're not ready to love mm-hmm. you have to constantly be willing yeah. to learn and i would say even on the flip side of that when you notice your partner or your person who a friend whoever that is they stop being willing to learn you they are they've checked out they've checked out they've checked out of the relationship <laughs> they, they no longer un, they just unenrolled out of your school of learning you <laughs> like literally just think about that even in context of like real life right like if right. you are enrolled in a class it takes you to show up and be ready to learn right in the moment that you do not show up you checked out you're not in it and so when if you're taking this as a takeaway you can evaluate like it the moment that you stop being willing to learn someone or the moment that you notice your significant other stop uh the process of learning you it's time to evaluate is this it is mm-hmm. it time to stop? Because I'm I'm always wanting to learn you. And yeah. that's the reason why I brought that up is because I think that's what has helped to sustain us yes. for so long. You know, we've been married now for how long, babe? <laughs> Going on 15 this year. <laughs> been 17 years ago. Good job, know baby. This no, no, uh, I know. You're challenging me? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> A little challenge for both. I'm not good at mental math, but... <laughs> we've been married for a long time yeah. 15 years and you know it has been us being willing to learn yeah. one another over each year over each month each day Jeez. something changes every seven years they say you change yeah. and so you know you we don't know when the seven year mark started for real. <laughs> you know so like every day you're changing. I'm changing. And I'm just so willing to learn you because I love you that much. Yeah, and I've you've you. done the same t- for me and yeah. to me. Um, we've just been willing to sit down and open up the book. Well, today in the book of Stephon <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and learn, right. you know, and so I feel like for you out there, that's a le- another takeaway. Be willing to learn your partner, learn your mother, your father, your yes. friend, every friendship, so every relationship. Yeah. It doesn't just stop at your significant other it's every relationship that you're in be willing to learn so that you can continue to 
have that love sustained. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, you know, I was just thinking about this, you know, like I used to hear this growing up, you know, people would say, I love you. And like, you don't love me. It, 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 love is an action word. And mm-hmm. I used to be like, what? Like people would like be trying to downplay the words, but really it is action. It's really taking action mm. and applying it to match what you're saying. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And I mean, that's in general. Like you just said, love is a universal thing. Yeah. And it goes beyond just romantically. Yeah. Right. Um, and so at the end of the day, it is tough. Yeah. But it's supposed to be tough. Right. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like if we're changing every seven years, we need to course correct. We need to figure out, okay, you know, but I want to encourage you today or challenge you. Don't be a love dropout. Mm. Don't drop out of the race or the class or the lesson of learning to love. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I love that. So that's our takeaways. I think that's good. We we have it's the first one. So we probably have plenty <laughs> of other things that we can say, but we'll leave you with that. We didn't want to be too like stereotypical. Yeah. Right. Make sure your finances are in order and make sure, <laughs> you know, you have this in savings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can get that anywhere. You can Google that. Right. right. And those things are important. Very. You should have those. And a lot of those things we didn't have and we wish mm. that we did, but we were young. Just moved. One day we're gonna tell y'all about. <laughs> we're gonna tell you about was it that beat? Was it, what? What you that, that meal you made that one time? Oh Jesus, struggle <laughs> meals. Yeah, so we gonna we gonna get into all of that when we talk, have a podcast about finances. So that stuff is important. You important. should have all of that in order. But even more than that, or not more than that, on the same playing field as that, make sure that your emotional intelligence is ready. Make yes. sure that you have a solid relationship and friendship at the base of what you're starting. Make sure that you're ready to learn and love this person, yeah. and not just right now, not for a semester, <laughs> right. not for a year, but because when you take that ring and you commit this is a vow to forever eternity so you're constantly re-enrolling in the class of of your yeah of love so be committed to that process um so yeah i i think this was so fun i had so so much fun with this i can't wait to see like how this unfolds and actually um we want to hear from you so we're gonna leave like a link in the show notes where you can leave a voicemail a voice message also leave a comment down below if you're watching us on youtube but we want to hear you and we want to hear your voice and we may even feature you on the podcast come be our special guest yeah come be our special guest any questions you might have regarding relationships life uh ministry marriage whatever um we want to we want to answer we want to welcome you to the table to talk to us and not like Jada's red table, but like just our just table. a real table. It's just a real one. <laughs> so yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this first podcast in the first season of Stevan and Britt Unfiltered. Yes. Um, yeah. If this was helpful to you, be sure to go ahead and subscribe on YouTube as well as wherever you listen to podcasts on any platform. And yeah, make sure you follow us. If you don't know, we have an Instagram. It's started. what is it, babe? It's at Stevon and Brit. That's yes. Stevon, S-T-E-V-E-V-O-N <laughs> and Brit. Yes, and we'll have that link down below in the show notes for you. So go ahead and give us a follow. Thanks again for listening. And until next time. Peace.